Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, July 26, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. Ashley is out reviewing a show for Go Mag, and James is in Utah. So I'm here on my own to guide you through Friday's news and get you ready for the weekend. Obviously, the biggest thing today is the fact that last night on Broadway, Moulin Rouge, the musical, opened up at the Al Hirschfeld Theater. Under the direction of Alex Timbers, the show features a book by Tony winner John Logan, along with choreography by Sonia Taya. And the show stars a bunch of fantastic people, including Karen Olivo as Satine, Aaron Tveit as Christian, Danny Burstein as Harold Zidler, as well as uh, Sahar Nagaju, Tam Mutu, Ricky Rojas, Robin Herter, and many, many more. Starting off with Ben Brantley of the New York Times, who made the show a critic's pick, writing, quote, This one's for the hedonists. All you party people should know that the Al Hirschfeld Theater has been refurbished as an opulent pleasure palace wherein decadence comes without hangovers. Good to know. That's where the euphoric Moulin Rouge the musical opened on Thursday night in a shower of fireworks, confetti, and glittering fragments of what feels like every pop hit ever written. But for its plump, sleek two and a half hours of stage time, Moulin Rouge, which stars a knockout Karen Olivo with Aaron Tveit and Danny Burstein doing their best Broadway work to date, has the febrile energy you may associate with the wilder parties of your youth when gaudy nights seem to stretch into infinity. Miss Olivo, in a performance that sends her into the constellation of great musical actresses, gives us a figure of palpable flesh who deploys a coquette's arsenal of wiles and illusions to conceal illness, desperation, and a hard-lived past. What this emporium of impure temptations is really selling is pure escapism. You may not believe in it all by the next morning, but I swear you'll feel nothing like regret. That obviously was a rave from Ben Brantley, and it's a good thing that it's the review that has the most impact on ticket buyers because it's really the only one that even approached a rave. There are some other positive ones, but the vast majority of the reviews were pretty negative. Marilyn Stasio Variety wrote, quote, If they didn't do Lady Marmalade, I was going to storm the stage. Happily, director Alex Timbers and writer John Logan were savvy enough to open their Broadway adaptation of Moulin Rouge with that crowd-pleasing tune. But does that mean this stunning live version blots out all fond memories of Baz Luhrmann's 2001 movie starring Nicole Kidman and Ewan McGregor? No way. But rather than ding the show for the movie splendors it can't replicate, those soaring views of Paris rooftops, that infinite army of dancers, let's revel in what Broadway actually can do for a beloved musical property. Bring it to life. Stasio goes on to praise the choreography, saying, quote, Thanks to Taya's inventive choreography, the well-drilled dance corps carries off these exhausting maneuvers with Broadway pizzazz. So after those longer reviews, since this show is all about opulence, I'm going to include some quick hits from a bunch of different critics, most of them on the negative side of Mixed. David Rooney of The Hollywood Reporter said, quote, The show is a lot in every sense, both intoxicating and exhausting in its unrelenting visual and sonic assault, but it virtually defies you not to be entertained. Greg Davis of Deadline said, quote, The something-for-everyone approach has its advantages, not least a steady stream of applause and recognition chuckles that make Moulin Rouge feel like one of the liveliest shows on Broadway. But I don't think I'll be the only one leaning more toward Grimace than Grin. 
Matt Winman of AM New York gave the show one and a half stars out of four, saying, quote, Despite an ornate and environmental visual design, Moulin Rouge is not unlike earlier botched, inherently problematic attempts at bringing visually distinctive movie musicals to the stage. Think The Wizard of Oz and Sing It in the Rain. Terry Teach out of the Wall Street Journal did not like it at all. In fact, he called it horrible and said, quote, The fundamental problem with Moulin Rouge is that the first act is wholly devoid of feeling. So not great notices for this show, but honestly, do we really even think it's going to matter? No, we do not. And before we move on, while this isn't really about Moulin Rouge, it is Moulin Rouge related because on the red carpet last night for the opening night, Stephen Pasquale hinted to Broadway World's Richard Ridge that he might be returning to the musical theater stage as part of John Doyle's production of Assassins at Classic Stage Company this spring, I would assume as John Wilkes Booth, and I think that is perfect. Moving on, Moulin Rouge wasn't the only Broadway news that we got yesterday, as it was announced that Tony-nominated actor and composer Harry Connick Jr. will be coming back to the Great White Way later this year in a new show celebrating Cole Porter. Performances are set to begin at the Nederlander Theater sometime in December, and I'm imagining that this will just be a holiday show. This new concert performance will have its world premiere at the Durham Performing Arts Center on September 21st and 22nd. And I'm sure completely coincidentally, Connick will release a new album, True Love, colon, a celebration of Cole Porter this October in advance of the Broadway bow, and then will go on a national tour in the 2020-21 season. The press notes tease the show by saying, quote, featuring a modern multimedia presentation of some of Porter's most beloved songs in an unprecedented and unique way. I'm predicting a holographic Porter playing the piano while an animatronic Ann Miller dances the too darn hot. For two seasons, Harry Connick Jr. hosted an Emmy-nominated daytime talk show, and that's the best that I can do to make a transition to these two next stories that took place on late-night talk shows. First, while sitting down with Seth Meyers on Late Night, Tony nominee Daniel Brooks revealed that she is hoping that the recently widely acclaimed Shakespeare in the Park production of Much Ado About Nothing will find a home on the Broadway. As we talked about earlier this week, the show will be a part of PBS's Best of Broadway season this November. Then, on Meyers' competition, James Corden put Tony winner Sutton Foster through a torturous game of Who's Your Co-Star? How it works is they played a clip from the first season of Sutton's TV show Younger, but Sutton could only hear it. Then they brought out five men dressed identically and looked fairly similar-ish, and she had to pick the the actor out of this lineup who she shared about 30 seconds of screen time with six or seven years ago. It was incredibly funny and Eddie Izzard who is uh, obviously coming back to Broadway later this season he was also on the couch and gave Sutton some of the least helpful hints and advice that I've ever seen Uh, really really funny so you should check that out of course we will have links to both segments in the show notes Next up, yesterday, the upcoming national tour of Mean Girls announced who would be playing their plastics on Thursday. They will be singer-songwriter Mariah Rose Faith as Regina George, Wicked National Tour alum Megan Masako Haley as Gretchen Wieners, and Mean Girls original Broadway ensemble member Jonalyn Saxer as Karen Smith. The tour will launch from Buffalo on September 21st with more casting to be announced soon. 
Also on Thursday, Playwrights Horizons announced the cast for the upcoming premiere of Jacqueline Backhouse's Wives. The show will feature Purva Betty, Mahira Kakar, Sathya Sridharan, and Adina Versen. The play, which traverses time and space and drops in on the wives of some very historically significant men, is set to run from August 23rd through October 6th. Sticking off-Broadway, yesterday we learned that three-time Tony nominee Joshua Henry, TV and stage star Sierra Renee, and former Hamilton cast member Ryan Vasquez will star in MCC's world premiere of The Wrong Man from multi-platinum songwriter Ross Gollin. Thomas Kale will direct, Alex Lackamore will orchestrate, Travis Wall will choreograph, and Rachel Houck will design the set. The show is currently scheduled to begin performances on September 18th and to run through October 27th. I'm hoping for a few weeks of extensions in order that I can see it. And finally on Thursday, real-life husband and wife Rose Byrne and Bobby Cannavale will be leading a new production of Medea at the Brooklyn Academy of Music this January. Simon Stone, who most recently brought Yerma, uh, his new adaptation of Yerma across the pond, has updated the Euripides tragedy and will direct. Interesting show for a married couple to do, not that I want to spoil a show that was written 2,450 years ago. Anyway, that's all I've got for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt. I I think that I'm going to have something in the podcast feed over the weekend. I'm not 100% sure. We'll see if I can get it finished for you. But James will be back on Sunday with a panel of somebody, I don't know exactly who, for this week on Broadway. And then Ashley and I will be back to talk to you on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody.